just moving quick. The sales, customers, everything is just working seamlessly. The secret, mm, he said, it's MTN Business Broadband. In this fast-paced environment, we need fast and reliable internet to support all business types. No laggy online meetings, great download and upload speeds, impeccable business management systems, all-inclusive. I mean, you can have it all. I signed on immediately. <laughs> to enable your business stay ahead and stay connected, make sure you're signed on to the best internet made just for businesses. MTN Business Broadband. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.gh and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 0244-308-111 for more information. We are good together everywhere you go. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Sky FM in Sunyai. We are on Radio Max in Takrade. Amenuveve FM in Aflao. We are on A1 Radio in Bogatanga. We are on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on MyJoyOnline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrosol. Your clean fall in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duro Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC an HDP pipes and water tank where Dura Plus goes water flows. This afternoon massive shake up in the Ghana Police Service amidst plot to remove the IGP the three police officers in the centre of the leak tape saga interdicted in order to return all police equipment in their possession while investigations continue. For the 31 years that I've been in the service I can tell you he's the worst IGP we've ever had. His relationship with IGP and contracts 40,000 boots contract. We'll get it. We'll get to hear from your lawyers who are already describing the interdiction as shocking and contemptuous. That's quite surprising to us, actually. Um, it was sent to a junior officer too. Some may even argue that it could even be contemptuous or contempt of parliament. Also, former head of the Police Criminal Investigation Department describes as premature the decision by the service to interdict the officers. It is coming from the IG. In my opinion, I think it is premature. We should have allowed this investigation to continue and then we see the outcome. And then, of course, if the officers have misconducted themselves somehow, then we would have called for service inquiry. Also, there's afternoon electoral commission to go ahead with a limited voters registration in its district offices, despite stronger position to the decision which the NDC and Kodeo says will disenfranchise many new voters. I wish to add my voice to those who have called on the EC to reconsider its decision to restrict the registration exercise to its district offices only. I can't imagine somebody coming all the way from the Draft Island to Donkokrum to have registration done. We have details of that. We'll also go back to the Tema Motorway where the Ghana Highway Authority has begun removing abandoned toll boots, which has become a death trap. We recorded some accidents here which resulted in a loss of lives. And as an authority, it behoves on us to take necessary measures to address those safety concerns. We have sports. The Black Stars face a tricky challenge as they come up against Central African Republic today. 
Go Black Stars Go. And much later, residents of Dom alarmed by what they describe as the abnormally high electricity bills they are compelled to pay. It's been about 12 months since we received paper bills for postpaid meters at least because I know of other houses around here that have prepaid and they don't have this problem. So since September 2022, no paper bills here. We have that and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau and uh, do well to stay with us. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. We're digging now and the three officers facing Parliament's ad hoc committee investigating the leaked IGP tape have been interdicted by the Ghana Police Service. According to the police, the interdiction of COP Alex Mensa, Superintendent Emmanuel Eric Jibi, and Superintendent George Asari is to pave way for further investigations into their conduct. Before I bring you details of the statement from the Ghana Police Service, here are excerpts of their comments before Parliament's ad hoc committee about the administration of the police service. It's not managing the police service well. And for me, for the 31 years that I've been in the service, I can tell you he's the worst IGP we've ever had in this country. Upon further inquiries, remember I'm a policeman. For investigations, I'm very smart. But that side, when, I, when we meet in camera, you know who did the recording, who was sent by who, and on what promise to who. You'll get it when we meet in camera. His relationship with IGP and contracts, 40, 44, 40,000 boots contract. Well, so that's um, some of the comments that they made uh, when they appeared before the committee. Well, my colleague Elton Brobe joins me in studio uh, with details of the police statement that's coming in uh, today. Elton, what does the statement say? A very short one, Mifa. The police service has interdicted Commissioner of Police COP, Mr. George Alex Menson, Superintendent Mr. Emmanuel Eric JB, and Superintendent George uh, Asari in connection with the audio tape, which has become a subject matter of investigation by Parliament. The interdiction is to make way for disciplinary proceedings into their conduct in line with the police service regulations. And this is signed by Grace Ansar Crawford, Assistant Commissioner of Police in charge of public relations. And so, a very short one. A statement on that. Well, but you are learning more about the interdiction of COP Alex Mensa, who is supposed to be the key witness in all this. What details can you share? So this is directly, you know, mailed to him. The content says, I kindly be informed that you are interdicted with immediate effect following your involvement in a leaked tape being investigated by Parliament. You are also to hand over your weapon, uniform, and other police accoutrement and or property, including your authority badge, mm. to police logistics department you are also to hand over the command vehicle to the police transport unit and this is taking immediate effect this is uh, the 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 signature is signed this is christian tete yohuno who is in charge of police administration and this is directly you know, mail to George Alex Mensa. And we recall that when he appeared before the committee, he mentioned that he's on terminal leave pending retirement this particular September. The 16th of September. Exactly. Well, we can hear from his lawyer, Kwekwe Uswajiman, uh, who describes the interdiction as shocking. We can confirm that he's been interdicted. Um, he was served a letter of interdiction yesterday in the evening. So um, we just been served with a copy of his lawyers and we are looking at it for him. Well, the, according to the letter of interdiction, it's in respect of the parliamentary select committee's work on the leaked tape. But before this interdiction, was any form of invitation extended to you by the Ghana Police Service? Not at all. 
that's quite surprising to us actually. Um, it was sent to a junior officer to um, my client, so that's how we were, we were served. What do you make of it uh, at this initial stage? Well, it's, it's early days yet. In a few hours, you hear from us on um, our approach to this interdiction. Um, we are meeting our client today and strategize on the way forward. So we will also um, react to the, 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 the interdiction. So how does your client feel about this? He's fine. He's, he's, he's not in the service. Uh, he's been on leave um, to his retirement for about four months now. So um, he's fine. He's, he's, he's so convinced that he can go through this um, phase of his life clearly. That's lawyer for COP, Alex Mensa. We can also hear from, from lawyer for Superintendent George Asare, Alfred Papadakwa. He believes the interdiction not, is not only surprising but contemptuous of the parliamentary proceedings. We got wind of it last night. He has not been given any document su suggesting that he's been interdicted. What I can say is that we have seen it on social media uh, by the police, a publication by the police indicating that he's been interdicted. But as we speak, he's not been given any document confirming saying. It's quite surprising. You know, uh, Parliament is conducting investigation into the leak tape. Um, usually when witnesses appear before Parliament, they are uh, immune from any action, whatever that they say. But for the police administration to use the same Parliament as a reasons for their interdiction, uh, it's, it's a bit problematic. Some may even argue that it could even be contemptuous, uh, contempt of parliament, you know. Well, for, former Director General of the Police Criminal Investigations Department, COP retired Bright Udru, describes the action as premature. It was hard about 30 days or so more in the service to send, right? Already he's on this target. Um, as I said, I don't know whether it's the IDP or it is the police council that has instructed the IDP to interdict uh, the officer. It is coming from the IGP. And I think, in my opinion, I think it is premature. We should have allowed this investigation to continue, and then we see the outcome. And then, of course, if the officers had misconducted themselves somehow, then we would have uh, 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 called for service inquiry, asked for service inquiry to be conducted into their conduct. I think I don't see any criminality in what they did. Um, what one can allude to is, is that probably they conducted themselves. But even then, it is probably after the investigation. Allegations have been made about the police administration, in particular about the IDP. Well, so that's um, COP Bright Udru there. But what is really uh, the IGP, George Kufu Dampari, after today, amidst um, the, the report of an interdiction of these three police officers and that statement from the Ghana Police Service? We are told the Ghana Police Service is currently actively engaging with primary school pupils in Accra to educate them about policing. Samuel Mbura is with the team. He joins us on the line with details. Let's talk about this engagement. Yeah, RFR, so um, the Ghana Police Service, as part of um, measures to demystify policing, is engaging the basic school people here in Accra to uh, somehow educate them on polu uh, policing and also let them know that the Ghana Police Service uh, is their friend so that they will be able to devoid information to, to them as and when they need arises. You know, um, they say... Uh, mostly criminals in society do not pay attention to children 
uh, as people who can gather information and relay to security agencies. So they want to start the policing or security consciousness of children at this early age uh, under the um, initiative, uh, Catch Them Young uh, in Policing uh, in the, uh, Policy. And the IGP, George Akufu-Dampare, is there himself? Exactly. Uh, just a minute ago, I tried engaging him, but he told me that he wouldn't comment on any issue about the Ghana police. Okay, that's uh, Samuel Limbura there uh, joining us on the line with what the IGP has been up to uh, today, actively engaging with primary school pupils. Well, Elton, you've also been working the lines uh, to reach the ad hoc committee investigating this particular league tape. What are you picking up? So what we are picking up is that they are learning of this in the media. Officially, they've not been told about the interdiction carried out by the police administration. They have a meeting this afternoon to decide on the modalities for the in-camera hearing and whether or not they, they want to invite the the IGP, but according to some members of the committee, it is a high possibility that they will invite the IGP and it will be up to the IGP to decide whether I want to uh, share his testimony in camera or in public. But as it relates to the interdiction, mm -hmm. they are unaware and this afternoon meeting, they will discuss it as to how to go. As far as the committee is concerned, mm. they are going ahead with the in-camera hearing regarding the three officers who have been interdicted. Okay. Well, we'll find out much later if it is indeed and this particular action is contemptuous of the ad hoc committee amongst others. But let's head to the Akratima motorway now and the Ghana Highway Authority is conducting an assessment of work expected to be done on the abandoned Tema motorway toll boots. At least one person has been killed, leaving several other passengers with severe injuries sustained from crashes recorded at the abandoned toll boots. Joy News in the last couple of weeks has been reporting on the deadly nature of the boots which have become major spots for accidents on the stretch. In an interview with my colleague Carlos Caloni, Director Road Safety and Environment at the Ghana Highway Authority, Joseph Amejake said demolition of the boots will begin tomorrow to make way for their rehabilitation. We recorded some accidents here which resulted in a loss of lives and as an authority, it behoves on us to take necessary measures to address those safety concerns. So we are here, we did some preliminary assessment of the works that are needed to address the problem. Today we are here to uh, carry out a final assessment to, for work to commence tomorrow. So principally that's why we are here today. So as you can see, uh, we want now to limit, we want now to limit traffic, vehicular traffic to the original motorway section of the, at the two booth section. So we are going to block the extension that we have carried out. We're blocking it with uh, concrete uh, bar uh, barriers. And then all of we are going to clear them off. So that when you are coming from the Accra end of the motorway, you don't need to uh, divert your course. You just come straight using the concrete pavement station. And then you can get there. Uh, you can my colleague Carlos Caloni is live on the ground. He joins us on the line. Um, I'm sure assessment of the work has begun. Has begun. Yes, I can say that the assessment has come to an end a while ago uh, as the team has already departed from uh, the scene. Uh -huh. uh, and I can say that here at the Accra Toll Plaza, the main road, which is the original two-lane expressway, has been cordoned off uh, with some tapes and some warning signs. And the traffic flow has also been diverted onto the outer lane, which means that uh, when you're coming from Accra to Terma, you have to slip onto the extreme right and then switch back onto the motorway. We did not see same at the summer end of the motorway. And as we heard, according to the Director um, of Safety and Environment at the Ghana Highways Authority, construction work uh, will begin in earnest tomorrow. 
And so we're going to be looking forward to that tomorrow, MFA. And what's been the reaction of residents? I'm sure you've been interacting with some of them. Indeed, I have been interacting with some uh, drivers and they have expressed a lot of joy at the news. They said they cannot wait to see that happen so that uh, the uh, safety of drivers could be assured on the Akratama motorway. But they've been expressing concerns actually over the uh, potholes on the motorway. That's my colleague Carlos Caloni there reporting from the Accra Tema Motorway. Now, Joy News understands the Electoral Commission will go ahead with its planned limited voters registration exercise in its district offices across the country, despite protests from the opposition NDC who have demanded that the process is decentralized to the electoral area level. Well, you can listen to former President John Dramani Mahama retweeting the demand in the public address ahead of the registration, which is starting on Tuesday. I wish to add my voice to those who have called on the EC to reconsider its decision to restrict the registration exercise to its district offices only. Acquiring a voter ID card affirms one's right to vote and access to a voter ID card should be easy and not limited by location. Every Ghanaian deserves the chance to exercise this democratic right. I strongly urge the Electoral Commission to facilitate the registration exercise in all its electoral areas to allow for easy access well, the Coalition of Domestic Election Observers, Codeo, has also waded into the discussion, warning a number of first-time voters could be disenfranchised if the registration process is not brought closer to the people. Albert Ahin is the national coordinator of Codeo. To them there, um, you might say that there will not be many people, but remember we have had two years that we haven't registered people uh, who have just turned 18. So the number might go up a little. So I think the EC has to reconsider its decision, of course, unless maybe the government is saying they would not have to give them so they could meet these demands. Either some people might not turn up for the registration at all because I can't imagine somebody coming all the way from the Draft Island to Donkokurum to have registration done. And they will not do it. That's the national coordinator of Kodeo, Albert Ahin. But what's the EC's position on this? My colleague Kwikwa Sante of our political desk joins me in studio on what he's been learning from the offices of the Electoral Commission. You've been working your sources. What are they saying? Yes, um, MFR, the uh, commission says this is not about finances and that they believe that that is the best thing they can do now. And so currently they are not considering at all the calls to decentralize the process to the electoral area. They believe that's the ship that has sailed and that if the political parties and other activists are very much interested, then they must also do their bit to drive these people out from these communities to their district offices to register. Thank you very much, Kwekwa Santi. Now, residents of Dom Pillar 2 in the East Municipality of the Greater Okra Region are concerned about what they perceive as exorbitant bills delivered to them by the ECG's electronic billing system. They are thus urging the power company to adopt address these challenges. There's more in this report. Residents of Domipila 2 in the Greater Accra region are becoming increasingly alarmed by what they describe as the abnormally high electricity bills they are compelled to pay due to the implementation of electronic payment systems by the Electricity Company of Ghana. They have been on the ECG's electronic billing app since September 2022, but argue the app does not accurately depict their actual consumption, resulting in overbilling. It's been about 12 months since we received paper bills for postpaid meters at least because I know of other houses around here that have prepaid and they don't have this problem. So since September 2022, no paper bills here. We contacted ECG and we were told that we can 
just do estimates around what we've been paying in the past and then go ahead and pay until this is resolved. But we know that there have been tariff increases. So we are thinking to ourselves, what if you are underpaying? And revenue is still being collected. You are here, they come and they want to collect money. If not, they are disconnecting you. So we're concerned about the fact that probably we are underpaying or something. We just need visibility into what we actually need to pay. Just give us our bills. But it never came. The residents say they are unable to view previous usage, therefore making it impossible to budget. If you are on, on a YAM phone, phone, this is how you go about it. If you are on, on, on Android, this is how you go about it. If you want to see your charges, maybe this kind, whatever that is happening, people have to get access to it because it's not everyone who even have a phone. So this uh, app that is coming up for the changes about electricity, they have to educate people for them to understand. Let's get some answers from the external relations officer of the electricity company of Ghana, Leila Abubakar. Thank you so much uh, for joining us here on the Midday News. Let me find out, is there a particular problem with the billing system for the Ga'is municipality? Hi, thank you very much. Um, I'm really happy about what the person you interviewed last said about education. I think that's one of our critical low points that since all these things, all these developments have begun, we haven't engaged with our most important stakeholders who are the customers at the end of the day. I think that um, we all appreciate the issues surrounding energy in Ghana and the fact that the energy debt um, is mounting up on a daily basis. It lies heavily on ECG's shoulders to be able to alleviate the energy sector debt. And so we are firing up all our engines in order to um, increase our revenues. Now with prepaid metering, we do not have any or very few issues with these meters because they pay in advance. And when they are not able to make any payment, they are taking off. Or when the credit finishes, they are taking off. Now it's not so equitable when it comes to the postpaid metering system. In fact, they are given a very long uh, rope when it comes to payment of bill because uh, customers rely on us sending them a bill before they make payment. And so with all these things that are happening now, I appreciate that customers have realized that they are being overbilled. It means customers do have a sense of how much they pay averagely okay. on a month. Well, but now, they have to concerns. deal with the issues that okay. have arisen. It is because ECG is going through a massive trans transformation in our digitalization process. And with that, uh, we expected that there would be a few hiccups. Uh, we did not expect that our mass estimated bills will cause so much problems. Now with estimation, uh, in the definition of estimation itself, it means that it is not an accurate bill. And uh, the only thing is that it shouldn't be off by the actual mark by so much. Okay. What people are complaining about is that it is too much. Yes, they say they are being overbilled. We are trying to convince our customers that we are working on this. What we have to do now is gather more data because we are using technology to estimate the bills for our customers. Leila, are you and able so, to tell these residents when exactly this, these concerns they have will be resolved? Yes, so that's what I'm coming to. So uh, if you have been quite uh, current with ECG News, we have started something we call the spot utility billing system where we have a machine, our meter readers are taking around to gather data on the field for us. 
Now, that is going to form the base for our billing. So until then, we are going to be estimating bills for our customers until we get an actual reading of their bill, and we will send them the bills. In fact, um, many of these concerns have been resolved in our offices. It is just a few customers who are still experiencing this. And so we hope that in the next couple of weeks, um, this should be resolved. If these customers are still encountering these, we encourage them to come into our offices. Well, that's Alela Abubakar, External Relations Officer for the Electricity Company of Ghana, taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News, sponsored by Petrosol, your clean fall in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience, also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. We've been talking about the massive shakeup in the Ghana Police Service amidst plot to remove the IGP, the three police officers in the center of the leak tape site have been interdicted and ordered to return all police accoutrements in their position while investigations continue. We've been hearing from their lawyers who've been describing the interdiction as shocking and contemptuous. We'll return from the break with sports and then we have more here on the Midday News. Please do stay. When budgets are tight and money difficult to come by, you want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol store station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> Petrosol. Clean fuel in full quantity. Thanks for staying with us. Let's do sports. And should I play that music for you? Uh, go, go, go. Yeah, but why are you go, go, go. Why are you Oh, not? I mean, all the colors. But yeah, we, we, we need the white one. We, need the, we, are, we are playing let, our hope. Let's so. win first. Don't worry. You, let's oh, go. So you are not hopeful. I'm very hopeful. Let's hey, go. Sports. Okay, anyway, <laughs> this afternoon's clash is uh, absolutely crucial for the Black Stars in their quest to qualify for next year's AFCON in Ivory Coast. They face the Central African Republic, needing just a point to book their place at the Continental event. The Black Stars are two points ahead of their opponent, but a defeat will see the Central Africans qualify ahead of Ghana. Chris Hilton is the head coach of the Black Stars and had this to say about the task ahead. There are no easy games in this group, home or away, and uh, the level, the level of African football has improved, I think, significantly over the years, which means that there aren't any uh, easy games. So we will have to treat good opposition, and good opposition, with the respect that that they deserve. Um, but I go back to what I said: we are playing at home here in Kumasi, in front of our own supporters. Um, and uh, we hope, we hope that they can drive us on, drive us on to the victory that we want. Chris Hilton there. The match is at 4 p.m. and we have live commentary for you. Of course, we can't wait for that. Now, do you have a driver's license? 
Oh, yeah, uh, no. Okay, <laughs> right, don't worry. Now, the Driver and Vehicle Licensing Authority says all drivers with licenses issued before September 2017 are required to visit any DVLA office for a new smart driver's license card. According to the authority, all old cards um, should be rendered invalid after 31st March 2024. Director, Driver Training, Testing and Licensing at DVLA, Kafui Samevo, has been explaining more on the rationale for facing out the old licenses to my colleague Mamis. Ordinarily, if we were using the same license across the country, in the sixth year, you still have submitted it for replacement. And those that were issued, they are in their sixth year. So it's a legal requirement. However, at the introduction stage, people who had the old card had licenses that were valid. So we allowed that they to be used alongside. Now, from the day the new one was uh, issued or introduced, the old one was not printed again. Now, from the 16th of this month, all the old ones would have expired. Well, you ought to start making your way to the DVLA for that new card. Now, several shops have been removed and artisans evacuated to make way for the Swami Interchange Project in Kumasi. We've been reporting on that. Now, the affected artisans and traders want the government to keep to its promise in fast-tracking the project. Nanabwachi Dankwa Yadom has more in this report. After several months of setbacks, traders supplying all road networks leading to the Swami runabouts have been evacuated. The exercise is to pave way for the construction of the long-awaited Swami Interchange project. Some affected artisans say their compliance with the eviction directive must be reciprocated by the government's fulfillment of completing the project on schedule. I can't see any interchange here. Did the government evict us because we threw water on a Sechayman Sabonsu? Well, if we do not see the commencement of the project anytime soon, we will come back to make sales. They have not done anything. Everything they say is a lie. We are giving them up to a month. We must see them working. The interchange would help us, but I don't trust them. They can't complete it by the scheduled time. They will abandon it for the next government. Please do it for us, because people have lost their jobs due to the eviction. It would be a disgrace if you don't complete the project. We want progress, so we support this project. 